Hello and welcome to Nintendo Neds, a podcast about video games, board games, TV shows, and movies from a parent's perspective. I'm Matt, and I'm here as always with my co-host Eric. Hi. And we're uh, back. A, yeah, we're back again forever. Uh, well, we're going to have a new episode tomorrow and the next day. And uh, today we're talking. This is our special COVID nineteen episode. Yeah, so I was, uh, I think, I was thinking we should at the start here just kind of, you know, address the, you know, the big thing in the room here, right? The the big issue of the day. Um, I bought a one wheel and uh, it's going to come, I think it's going to take two weeks to come. So it's, you know, a little bit hard to wait for it, but. Okay, and just nobody knows what a one wheel is. Just so you know. People know it's becoming popular. Yeah. So it's a skateboard, um, so, yeah. essentially, but uh, just one giant wheel in the middle of the board as yeah. opposed to any other wheels. So you can work less. Um, so Eric is one of the cheapest people I know, and um, I struggled to get him to do anything his entire life. Like, let's go to a movie. Let's go get something to eat. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to eat at home. I'll meet you there. Um, I describe and, it as me being frugal. No, uh, cheap. And and then he drops $1,000 for basically a rich man's hoverboard. Uh, what is it? Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of, it's it's you know it can do off road a little bit and go on grass and trails and stuff like that so it's it's a lot more you know durable i i got the pint version which is you know only a thousand dollars as opposed to so not only did he get it he got the cheaper version (laughs) it's an expensive cheap version so oh boy well i think uh eric decided he wanted to jump back in and he kind of what pulled me into starting another episode because you wanted to talk about all the fun things you're doing during quarantine. Yeah. Uh, obviously coronavirus quarantine, what a world, what a world, you know, um, what crazy times we're in. Is there any other stereotypical lines? You want to say? <laughs> in these uncertain times, let's these do a commercial. Right. Here we go. Let's do a commercial for okay. coronavirus right now. Sure. So <clears throat> promoting it. No, just we're just gonna make up a commercial that because we okay. I don't know if you've heard all they all sound the same. So it's like we know in these unprecedented times things are tough. But we're here to tell you about video games and books and stuff. And we want to dedicate that to the frontline workers keeping us healthy and safe. Well, we should do it like those restaurant ones, yeah. you know, where it's like um We've always been here for you. Now it's your time to be here for us. So the Nintendo ads have always been here for you, obviously. Now it's time to give back to the Nintendo ads. Because when you're here, you're here. Family. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's what it is. The Olive Garden. Yeah, yep. Olive Garden. Slogan. (laughs) Yep. Anyway, um, coronavirus. So we kind of wanted to touch upon some, some things that we've been doing in quarantine. Uh, things that have been keeping us sane and keeping our kids sane. Um, Why don't you go first? What do you, do you want to talk okay. about um, stuff you're, maybe things that you're introducing to your kids that you might not have had time for before, but obviously time, there's more time to do things that you might not have done in the past. Yeah. So um, a series that 
I was jumping into before coronavirus started, um, Avatar, The Last Airbender. I've seen it a long time back, um, but my kids had not seen it. And they were delighted by it. It was a really fun show to watch. Um, if you don't know Avatar, The Last Airbender, please watch it. Um, it's great. It's <laughs> Nick, imaginative. It's funny. Where, it's, where are you watching it? Um, so I actually um, know somebody who has the DVDs. Okay. Because um, that, that was a Nickelodeon show, correct? Yes. I wonder if that's something. I want to say it's on a streaming platform now. Probably. And that I watch them all on DVD. And then it's kind of one of those situations where as soon as the show and like you, you, you stop watching it, it's available so easily anywhere else. Yeah. Um, but uh, should, it was a great kind of... It's on, it's on Netflix. There you go. Yeah. I think it came there recently, I want to say. Yeah. I think it was there a long time ago. Now it's back. Yeah. It's, it's back. Because they saw that I was watching it on DVD. And yeah. And they're like... They decided to <laughs> throw it You're watching face. it in this old DVDs when you can... Yep. Which, yeah. So um, much right. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know... It's a great show to, because, you know, a lot of the episodes, although they tie together, they can be kind of standalone, um, unless if they're a two-parter, which is sometimes a little bit frustrating, because I would have, um, after dinner, uh, my kids and I would sit down and watch, like, one or two episodes. Um, the problem was, was when the second episode would be the first part of a two-parter. Yeah. And then we'd have to stay up late to watch the second <laughs> episode because you can't stop at that cliffhanger. It's quarantine. What are exactly. you going to do? Yeah. You got you to loosen up a little gonna bit. Going to be late for school like tomorrow? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Going to roll out of bed a little late. Yeah. So, it's, um, no, it's a great it's a great show. I watched it a long time ago, but I need. To, I think your kids are a little bit older. How old are your kids again for everyone, to remind me and everyone else? Right now, six and eight. Okay. Um, Birthdays are yeah. coming up fairly yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, guess, but, yeah, yeah. Your Katie's in next month, so uh, I do mm. remember that same yep. day or day before my wedding, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, and and your kids, if you want to remind, yeah, you were, uh, oldest is about to turn six, and then uh, three and a half in six months, so it's a little crazy, crazy, boys. and uh, but yeah, that'd be that'd probably be a show that my older kids would probably start getting into. And the nice thing about that is I was going to say is that there's a good enough plot that parents can enjoy it as well. Oh, the humor in it's great. Um, I, I, I love watching the show and you know, if I go to the bathroom or something, I'll ask them to pause it (laughs) because, um, I love it. Um, Mm -hmm. ever since it came out, um, legend of Korra, the kind of sequel series to that, um, also pretty good. Yeah, uh, I don't. I, I don't think that. I've watched all of that, but I very enjoyable, I, enjoyable. The first couple seasons, maybe that I watched. Yeah, yeah, I think I really liked the first couple seasons, and I liked the idea of it. I just, I think it, my interest kind of faded, but I liked how it was. Everything was clean and updated. Like animation was really looked really good. Yeah, uh, they did a really good job of just kind of continuing the series with new characters, but. Mm-hmm drawing on the old stuff a little bit every now and then and mm-hmm. not relying on it too heavily. I won't get into star Wars right now. <laughs> We're not talking about that. Right we'll now. be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> the joke I made before we started recording is basically Disney plus has been a lifesaver. Cause 
because um i mean we watch stuff on other platforms like netflix and things like that obviously but i there's with my kids being a little bit younger too like i know like the stuff on their disney plus account like there's nothing to worry about because it's all like pg or g versus netflix some of it can be a little you know there's some movies that are a little different that i'm like why are you what are you watching like uh it's just a little bit more whatever versus right now i mean let's just be honest like i'm working from home um my wife is a teacher and she has to do some stuff at home and sometimes it's like well watch the show because we're both working like that's just the reality of it and so if i need to buy 30, 40 minutes here, find something. And what's nice is like, yeah, they really enjoy the new stuff like frozen two or onward, but I'll, they'll go back and they're watching Cinderella and snow white and all the classic movies that are, you know, from the somewhere from the forties and they still look amazing. Um, like yeah. uh, animation is still like, I'm like, man, I wish they made more movies like this, like animation style. I mean, I enjoyed the new movies but it's like it would be neat to see that style again from Disney. well when you when you look at like sleeping beauty and you think about how early in animation that was and just how pretty all the the pieces of it are i mean i've watched some documentaries on like how those things were made you know like with the oh yeah multiple layers on glass and things like that and you know they shift the they glass have, at different times yeah it's, they have like different stunning. layers yeah, yeah. it's background. very stunning different background layers and to give like depth and like it was yeah whole extremely innovative innovative i should say exactly yep but uh yeah i have not touched disney plus um i think we watched frozen 2 at one point but honestly at this point the mandalorian is really still the only thing that's that you've watched together for me yeah um which do you know when Mandalorian season two is coming out? Mandalorian is, it looks like speculation is October, 2020. That'd be cool. Hopefully, hopefully they've already filmed, (laughs) but they probably haven't because they're announcing casting. So from what I've heard from the movie TV world is it's a little crazy. Like everybody's working from remote, just like everyone else right now. And they have to figure out, like, how do we manage a production with all these people? You, you think about The Mandalorian with all those digital sets. You know, if you just had an actor come in to that studio, you can make the set whatever you want it to be, even yeah. remotely. Um, yeah. And the director, you know, I, I, there's probably something to be said about person-to-person directing yeah. and things like that. But yeah. he could be on a Zoom call, you know watching what the viewer is going to be seeing in some ways yeah um from his home computer um yeah those screens are pretty pretty amazing i watched the background for that and like how it looked (laughs) how it looks fairly realistic in the camera is crazy yeah i i have to imagine that's the future of a lot of television anything with special effects they're they're probably going to have that going on so yeah I, i haven't watched yet so this is great great conversation but i did buy the movie scoob because you can actually buy it and my kids really like scooby-doo and i heard it's probably fine anyway they'll watch it but i didn't i i at least they allowed me to buy it and i was like all right i had like two dollar coupon on amazon so it's like 24 dollars after tax versus like well if i took them to the movie theater um unless i go on you know 
which I would go maybe go on a Tuesday when it's $5 movies or something. But if I take the whole family, I'm going to spend that much anyway. So yeah, I think that's kind of like popcorn and drinks. And so it's like technically you're saving money. And I'm sure that's the, the price point thought process is people justifying it by saying, well, if I went to the movie theater, it'd be this. Um, And I mean, you know, there's incentive there for buying, especially because then you have it, and you can watch it again. Not that mm-hmm. I don't think that many people really go back and watch things again, especially well, kids, older. My kids, kids, <laughs> kids on the other hand, it, it's true. That's true. So if they yeah, like, it at least. like, Son- like, I guess I haven't bought it yet, but like, I thought of like, okay, they'd watch Sonic again. And they, that'd be a movie that they would watch. Like they do repeat movies. Um, and, but like troll, the flip side is the movie trolls came out and they only allowed you to rent it for $20. Right. right. There's, like, there's a lot of those that are out no there thanks. that are, just rentals at the same price as buying for other movies, which is interesting to, it'd be interesting to know what the difference is. Like, do they just think that, you know, I think the, uh, invisible man, right. Yes, uh, that was $20 to rent. Do they think that like adults will just kind of justify, well, this is a $20 thing. You know, do they think that they can really cash in on trolls where, because that one's just a rent for $20, right? Yeah. Do they think that like they can get them to rent it a couple times because, oh, the kids really enjoyed it. They can watch it with their, you know, nephew, you know, yeah. their cousins or whatever. Um, and, and just get heard, people to rent it again. I heard Trolls made maybe $80 million or something just off streaming, which is sure. probably a lot less than they were going to get. Yeah, but, for sure. But it's still something and um it's not a, yeah. a huge bomb no because of and the fact so that, that it's not in theaters so maybe if you can produce like movie theater quality movies and release them directly you might there might be an advantage to that but well and, and or, trolls or had the that built-in audience of yeah. all the fans of the trolls one movie so exactly it was kind of a hard uh comparison case there but anyway mo- moving on moving on what are you playing? Well, so one thing that we've both been playing together, uh, well, sometimes together, sometimes. Borderlands 3. That's been fun, yeah. right? I, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoy it. I'm not like, I think I, we talked about this off air, but I'm not really like a huge fan of shooters. I think the market is definitely like oversaturated a lot. Yeah. And But I do enjoy Borderlands, so that was a fun pickup. And... Uh, because well, the we game, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Yes. And, and you can, they've refined it more and more as they go along, but you can just jump into it yeah. with friends and, you know, they scale the levels appropriately and it's just a, a really laid back multiplayer experience. Mm-hmm. And since we played, I think we played one and two together. So I think so. It's kind of fun yeah. to continue it. Yeah. Um, and I'm playing, and I'm, we're doing, recording this. I'm holding my six month old and see if I'll hear him. <gasps> he just woke up. So he's like halfway mad at me. So oh boy. it's all right. It's COVID. What are you going to do? So I've been playing that what with you sometimes. Yeah. Um, I went through the single player campaign on Titanfall two. Uh, that was fun. Uh, there's, it's a really good mix of kind of typical shooter with, then they start adding in like mech suit elements, which is, you know, a big point of the game. Um, but there, there's really neat, I won't spoil too much, but um, 
mechanics that they kind of throw in throughout it. And then kind of it's short enough of a campaign that by the end of it, you've gone through so many different mechanics and it's kind of kept it lively enough that when it's over, you're like, Oh, that was fun. It had a okay story. Um, and it was fun gameplay and it was quick, which in our lives is an essential, uh, attribute to have in games. Otherwise we'll never see the end of them. Yeah. Uh, that looks fun. I have it. I think I got it either free or cheap. <laughs> And I do need to play that again because it looks fun because it looks like it's made by Respawn, who also made uh, Je- uh, Star Wars Fallen Order, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which was really fun. And so, yeah, it's a good game. They're a good, uh, a good uh, company. And although they did get bought out by Electronic Arts, hopefully we have good things from them in the future. <laughs> um, and then another game that... Um... I completely played through. Um, I didn't get like a platinum trophy, but I did almost everything in it is Horizon Zero Dawn, mm-hmm. um, which you also played through. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, I, I, I didn't do everything like you did, but I did complete the main story. I think we're extremely late on that bandwagon. Yeah, uh, oh, way late. We're like going back and playing. Everybody in the world knows about this game, but, but it's, worth, it's fine. If you can get it, like it goes on sale for ten bucks. Sometimes it's definitely worth it. Whatever, even if it's twenty, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the mechanics are unique and different, um, and it's like not a prototypical shooter. Like I said, I'm, I usually avoid. Yeah, and I, the expansion, um, Frozen Frozen Wilds, I believe it's called um, Frozen something. Um, is is a nice expansion. You don't have to do it, but it just adds on some extra story and it adds on higher level content. Um, so I kind of I read read up on that expansion and I played that before the end of the normal game um, because the end of the normal game is a little bit more of an epic conclusion, I would say. Um, and yeah, so I, and I, didn't, of, I didn't realize that you had to do that, so I was like, oh, I'll get back to it someday. <laughs> well, and you don't have to. The game actually um can uh set up the dialogue to address any way you want to do it so Mm -hmm. if you beat um the main campaign first there will be dialogue things that you wouldn't have normally heard um Mm. in the frozen wilds addressing like how you've already kind of beaten the game i thought it sent you back like zelda like where it's like really oh no you're right um (laughs) Like where you basically you can yes. jump to the before the end game essentially That's true. and that last mission is still there and you can go back and do it again whenever you want but then you can go back and do all the other things that you may have not done which is wild. I guess I definitely played Frozen Wilds before like <laughs> a couple missions before because okay. there's some kind of really leading up to the end of the game mm. missions that come up so anyway it, it was a great game great story awesome like feel to it you know world building all that kind of stuff um if you like grand theft auto red dead redemption right i mean yeah the open world and quests and i mean it, it's basically a, yeah, a mix of assassin's creed where you go and open up an area like by scanning it and then uh, find more things to do in it uh, i mean like every other open world game does now spider-man um, yeah i wonder if it's a bad thing that games now you can just describe what they are not in the actual elements of the game but just equating them to like six other games yeah that's what games are now are just kind of mixes of other games at least that element of gameplay whereas like the story is 
extremely unique. I won't spoil it, but it's very like very different. And you know, you're fighting mechanized machine like animal machines that you can all have different abilities and weaknesses and you're mostly using what like arrows and stuff and traps and yeah and the, the story and the 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 world building is definitely um top notch in that game apart yes for sure um because if it was just kind of the typical things that you see in future post-apocalyptic kind of worlds um or the uh, prehistoric times i don't know what time this is set in um try not to give anything away there um could be any time it, it was it was very interesting i thought yeah um how about you what kind of games are you playing i kind of got into an xcom kick again and i finished finally finished xcom 2 which i was i was didn't have much left on it which was good but then on Steam, on so on PC, even though my computer's super old, it was able to run the new um, standalone game called XCOM Chimera Squad. And when it came out, it was only ten bucks, and it's like a steal because it was a decent campaign. Like it took a decent amount of time, but it wasn't super long either. Um, and it just kind of introduced a lot of different elements um, and kind of streamlined the game, like the characters have more of a backstory. They're not just kind of like randomly generated like they were in the other games. Um, sure. you can't sh- which some people probably like to change them because you like, um, one of our friends likes to change like them to his friend's names because then it gives it more like, oh, I got to go save. I got to go save Eric before he gets shot or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I don't really care about that. So I just, I like having characters that are less generic. Um, and then the big thing is you can, in this world, it's in the future and so uh which is already even past XCOM 2 and so the war with the aliens is over and you actually have aliens on your squad that have special abilities like so it's pretty fun to play as them it kind of reminded me oh in a, in a weird way like when you in left for dead you could play as the zombies or something it's like oh cool i know what their abilities are that's cool sure. now i can play as that guy mm-hmm. um even though it's different, but uh, it was fun and it's definitely worth, I think it's 20 now, It's but it'll probably go on sale at some point. It's definitely worth 10. It was like, basically it felt like a triple A, they could have sold it for a lot more, but I think they just wanted to get it out there before they, they're probably going to have an XCOM 3 and who knows when. So get some free marketing basically. Not well, I wonder too, marketing. Are, are games like that hard to sell nowadays? You know, like tur- turn-based, maybe kind of I don't slower, know. slower tactical games. I feel like that's a pretty niche field nowadays because you know that used to be so popular because that was what systems could run. You know, like yeah. you had so many fans of like turn-based RPG combat, like in Final Fantasy, and you know all those yeah games back that's on true. the SNES. Um, but now it's like if you had somebody that slow, you even see it with the Final Fantasy games now. They've evolved to um the combat is live action even yeah like, yeah that's true and i like the turn base just because you can pause it at any point and yeah. go do something and but and then they did switch it up where in normal XCOM games your whole team goes and then the enemies go whereas now there's actually a turn order and different people have different powers to manipulate that turn order so they're like oh i need to take out this guy 
because then if I take him out, then he won't be able to go. And then my guy goes again. And I take, so it's like very, uh, sure, kind of like Dungeons strategy. and Dragons initiative, right? Exactly. Where... It is initiative essentially. Yeah. Yep. And you can do things to like get higher initiative or skip somebody or, yeah. Yep. So there's a lot of different ways you can do it. Um, you can even like mind control enemies to have them move somewhere and shoot the guy that was higher up initiative and, whatever and even if yeah, you yeah. don't take them out you might they might be in a better position for you the next person to sure. take an action yeah so it's well, pretty fun um a couple other things to I, I forgot to mention when we were talking about things that are we're showing our kids and things like that um i'm reading the harry potter books to my kids um mm-hmm. we have now read um the first and second and, and you're reading the the new graphic versions, correct? Uh, I was for the first and second. The third oh, one okay. I only have a regular copy of. And I don't even know if they have that out yet, like a, an actual illustrated version of that one. I think that those are just coming out right now. I thought um, the first, like, three or four. The first three. The third one might be out there, and I just... But the library that. is closed, so... Yes. <laughs> a little bit difficult to get things, but... Um, I have a copy of the third one um, that I've borrowed. So um, I'm able to just straight up read it to them. That's cool. And I think that um, if you go through like the digital library things, and this mm-hmm. is pretty much for everybody, um, I believe that it's, I mean, it might be either the publisher or JK Rowling, Rowling, however you say it herself, made it available so that there's not like a limit. Uh, so like it should just be available to download like on a Kindle or other e-readers and also the audio is free you know i i, I know that's the case for at least the first one yeah it might only be Maybe the first the one second. but it's still still pretty cool and I, yeah i think they're all free on with amazon prime to be honest too and i know that was something that because it writes issues like you, you can't necessarily like even even if you're a teacher you can't necessarily like record yourself reading the book and post it on youtube because of yeah right and that makes it's weird but it, it kind of makes sense um, but then like, I heard that the publisher was like, no, do it. Like, it's totally fine. We're not going to pursue, pursue people reading our book on YouTube during right. coronavirus. Right. Right. This is that would be a bad low look, priority. Yeah. yeah. And stop like, reading books, kids. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. people are still going to find it. Like they're still going to. Yeah. Well, that's interesting that, um, what the audience is for this whole celebrity read Harry Potter, because kids who have not read Harry Potter before, um, aren't going to know who these actors are. They're not going to be like, Oh, that's Harry Potter's voice because maybe they've never Uh, actually seen Harry Potter or read Harry Potter. Um, and so it's almost like more of a treat for adults who are fans of the books, but they've probably read Harry Potter at least the first one, probably many, many times. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, I, you know, some people like to read books like that, you know, once every year or something. So if that's how they want to do it. Yeah. So um, the, first, cool too. the first two books, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, which is the American version, uh, they're free with uh, Prime reading. The other ones appear to be on Kindle Unlimited, which is a paid service, but you can get yep. them. But still cool, like either they're, First couple are free, or you can get them pretty easily right now. So, yep, definitely. If you're introducing younger kids to it, it's a 
Perfect time. I, I have the illustrated first one and we read it a few times. It's a little bit long because they're only, you know, almost six and three. So like they enjoy more like the, there's like a Star Wars five minute stories. Yes. Those. That's animated. And they kind of enjoy that a little bit better because there's more direct animation and it's a little bit, they're age, more age appropriate, but right. it is still pretty cool that they, they still like Harry Potter. So I read a few chapters. Yeah, do you want to uh, talk about oh, Im- sure. your uh, personal projects? Sure. Um, so I kind of uh, organized a improv benefit with a bunch of friends of mine who've done improv and essentially hosting this benefit for a food reservoir. Um, it's part of the Feeding America Networks. That's the national network. But here in Iowa, this chapter is called HayCap. And what's cool is normally $1 equals about five meals, but because grocery store high V is matching $1 is going to equal about 10 meals. And so we've already almost raised 3000 and next show is Saturday, uh, May 16th at 7 PM on Facebook live. So I'll have to look for it. Isolation improv. And hopefully we can get to 5,000 bucks. That would be 50,000 meals. And my kid is loud. That's that's a a very worthy cause to contribute to. A lot of people are hurting right now with food and getting by with unemployment. Oh, it's Um, it's insane! Like the lines you see of people think, "Oh, that's the line to get tested for COVID." Oh, nope, that's the line for the food bank because there's so many people out of work or underworked, and they just you know. People were making, it was hard for a lot of people to get by before this. In this area, there was 53,000 people food insecure, you know, going to bed hungry a lot of nights. Um, And now that's only going to be multiplied. So if you can, think about donating. That includes you, Eric. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And uh, what are the Nintendads doing to give back? Uh, What kind of... Um, percentage of our profits are we uh oh all of our profits are going to the fundraiser all 50 cents you say yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's it for the nintendads uh, coronavirus edition maybe we'll have another one soon what do you think if we're still around jeez <laughs> oh, that's dark yeah uh yeah yeah um i think we could get um some real quick episodes in here yeah. uh, coming up and uh yeah uh everybody uh stay safe healthy and uh stay home when and if you can 